Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. This is Your Money. I'm Michelle Martin. Good morning. Asia-Pacific markets trading mix this morning as investors have their eyes on China's growth rates, which are due out today. Joining me now as we break down all the market action. Morning, Ryan Huang. Morning, Michelle. Let's start with the intersection of finance and technology. It's a headline that's got a lot of people chattering in the fintech and investment space. This has to do with Apple. The headline reads, Apple's new high-yield savings account is now available and it's offering an interest rate of 4.15% per year. So, has Apple become a bank, Ryan? <laughs> That's a good way to put it. And why not, if iPhone's being so expensive, you had to save up somewhere, right? So, why not start an Apple savings account? 4.15% is not too shabby, right? When you think about it, yeah. typically, a uh, savings account, you're looking at 0.0 something or if you look at the average in the US right now 0.35% that is the national average for a savings account you do get some of these promotional bank account interest rates um, but they typically come with strings attached that like you need a minimum mm. or you do this or that but the Apple savings account there is no minimum balance required no minimum deposit and maybe that is a way for them to just draw in the crowd into the Apple ecosystem. You no, know, just having a bigger push into the world of finance. Bear in mind, they already made a push into the finance world with Apple Card, which was punched with Goldman Sachs. The savings account is also with Goldman Sachs. Right. So tying it into the wallet app on the iPhones is, you could say, a smart thing to do. Very, very interesting approach. By default, if you have cash on your Apple card and if you're signed up for the program, Apple will automatically put your cash into the savings account so that you will earn interest. Interesting, right? It's possible, though, to transfer it back in order to spend or send to a friend. Yeah, so I guess the permutations of how this could play out is limitless, right? the rewards that you get from the Apple card could go into your savings account and then you could spend it on the App Store or buy Apple Music or go to something that's got to do with Apple. You know? They mm. can kind of lock you in in that fashion. And I'm just thinking how else the synergies could come about with um, the finance side of things now with the rest of the devices space. Really, really interesting marketing move as well because we're also primed now to, you know, have these Apple cards or give them away as gifts. And mm. now the use case for that has just expanded. So what do you think of this move deeper into the fintech space by Apple? This comes at a time when uncertainty around banks has been rising. Yeah, I guess it's never a bad time to be a bank because <laughs> they earn money just giving you a loan and then... You know, it's just a very predictable, I guess, re recurring income of sorts. And maybe they are also possibly looking at what's popular these days. Buy now, pay later, which you can then use to buy your iPhones in installments at some stage. Now, this is a interesting play in the finance. You've seen that play out already with the likes of Grab. They've mm. gone into insurance as well, to some extent, micro loans, and who knows what other form of service they might tie this to. So having that Apple-funded account at the back end 
can just keep you as an Apple loyal fan for even a bit longer. Yeah, yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see if Grab takes a leaf out of this playbook because right now we're not sure if Singaporeans can avail of Apple's deposit rates, right? I mean, the instructions that I've read say users need to enter a US social security number, which we all don't have. We'll keep an eye on that, but just in case you're not eligible, um, there are 10 dividend stocks yielding at least 4.5%, so that's higher than Apple's interest rates. And all of these stocks have been rated by by analysts that's a headline on Market Watch. You can thank me later. Uh, I won't ask you to read the whole list to us, but share a couple that have caught your eye. Yeah, that's a good point on the Apple thing. It's a US thing for now, so don't get too excited. So in the meantime, a list of other stuff you can get excited about, and that is a list of buy call ratings by analysts, dividend stocks yielding at least 4.5%. And among the names that stands out, Hasbro. 5.34% is the dividend yield. And of course, Hasbro is the toy maker. And it has stuff like, I believe, uh, Paw Patrol and many other things that you probably grew up with. So it is one of those stocks you can get into if you like its business model of toys. 5.4%. Yeah, not bad. Right? 5.4%. Toys never go out of fashion, just like banks. Yeah, Makes and if you think about it, if you're a parent, you kind of know how that works. <laughs> Philip Morris International is also interesting to watch out for. They make uh, well, the cigarettes that a lot of uh, emerging markets and developed markets use. Right. And of course, they're making a big transition to e-cigarettes as well. Looking at other things that could be worth watching... Fifth Third Bank Corp is up is um, at a dividend yield of four point nine nine percent, and I think let's look at the top right now. Mm-hmm. There is one stock at six point five six percent, and that is Com America. So that is one or some of the names you can look out for when it comes to dividend yielding stocks that might pay off even better than the Apple account of 4.5%. So, Com America is in the finance space, believe it or not, or whether, no surprises, in the world of finance. And that is expected to grow and give you a dividend of 6.56%. Woo! Reached its all-time high, Com America, of $90.34. And that all-time high was reached April 19th. It's recently closed at $45.31 by the way. All right. So, Come America, um, Hasbro, and uh, did you share a third one? Philip Morris. Philip Morris, yes. And I'll just add to that, uh, Iron Mountain and Organon and company might be something worth looking at as well. And I think we mentioned Fifth Third Bancorp. Bancorp. Okay, on the topic of banks, the American financial giant Charles Schwab has reported first quarter earnings. Its stock is down more than 30% since early March. How do Charles Schwab's earnings look? Yeah, it does look overall rather positive. So let's look at some of the numbers that were bright spots. So up 12%, that's net income, higher by 12% to $1.8 billion for the first quarter. And if you look at profit, it was uh, $0.93 cents per share, which is up 21% over the same quarter in the prior year. And if you look at adjusted profit, that is about two cents more than consensus forecast. So overall, it beat expectations 
If you look at revenue, that was up 10% to $5.1 billion, roughly in line with expectations. Mm. So all in, it actually was putting in a good showing despite all the jitters around what might be happening to banks, who might be the next SVB. Charles Schwab putting in a decent showing and I think investors liked it and that's why share prices are up as much as 4% overnight. Yeah, Charles Schwab's better-than-expected results come on the heels of strong earning announcements by J.P. Morgan Chase, Citigroup and Wells Fargo. So the market's focus is now set to turn to those mid-sized banks. In other earnings news, Roblox is in focus. It's an online game creation and game platform. Have you tried it? I've seen it being played before and it's very similar to Minecraft, Plus Lego, that blockish feel, like going around yeah. metaverse of sorts, like metaverse for kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. It looks very basic, but it's seriously popular. A lot of kids I know love it. How is Roblox business? All right, Roblox, one of the popular companies and stories during the past few years because of the lockdowns. Everyone, or almost everyone's on Roblox. Uh, so they are actually down in terms of share prices, down 12% despite putting in a decent quarter. And here's a catch. They expect things to slow down. And this is uh, with what they describe as average bookings per daily user to fall year over year. So after a good showing in the past few quarters, I think they are recognizing that the peak is past them and they are expecting things to slow down. Uh, Just talking about the past quarter, um, you have a rather good set of numbers. So that saw some sales from his virtual currency, Robux. That was among the main drivers of his past quarter. Daily active users rose 26% from March last year to 66.2 million users. So a lot of them using the in-game currency and helping to lift um, the numbers for Roblox. But going forward, is expecting things to moderate and expects these bookings or what they call revenue to be between 23 or 27% increase year over year, which will be a bit of a slowdown of between uh, minus 2 to 1%. So Roblox uh, seeing steep declines. Roblox shares tumbling 12% overnight. Now, moving on, Tesla is set to report earnings tomorrow, U.S. time. A lot of investors are going to be keeping a close eye on the company's margins. Competition in the EV sector is really heating up, leading many EV makers to cut prices. In fact, even here in Singapore, Tesla's announced it is lowering the prices of its Model 3 and Model Y vehicles by 4 to 5%. Tell us more about this cost-cutting. Yeah, Michelle, it might be time for you to buy a Tesla. I think so. <laughs> Discounts galore. <laughs> so we've been hearing about price cuts for Tesla for many rounds. I believe it's the fifth time already I've heard it. Mm. And if you look at how much of a discount, the base Model 3 has been cut down by 11% since the start of the year. The base Model Y, a 20% drop. So no surprises if margins come down. So that's why there is a lot of focus on those profits and margins. And if there are expectations, it is expected to put up 
a gross margin of 23.2%. That's going to be down from a year earlier where it was 32.9%. And if you go by the guidance from the company, they believe profit margins will not go below 20%. So I guess if you want some comfort, that is where the flaw is when it comes to Tesla's expectations. Mm, last I checked, and that was in January, I checked uh, the price of a Tesla was about base model, $115,000. So now just add on the discount Just to that. choose a colour, Michelle. Thanks, Ryan. Thank you. That's a great way to start Tuesday. <laughs> Ryan's buying me a car, everybody. Uh, time for more corporate news in our daily game of up or down. Hey, let's start with a Porsche. All right, Porsche. Is and up for me. So no blues for Porsche as it gets a boost from China. So year-on-year sales up 18% thanks to China. Yes. So uh, Porsche sold more than 80,000 new cars during the first quarter of this year. And more than one quarter of those, as Ryan just mentioned, sold in China. Really lapping up Porsche cars. Great way to flex, right? Porsche posting record sales increase overall. And that is definitely an up for the luxury car maker in my book. And by the way, those of you out there thinking... Michelle deserves a car. Should we buy her a Tesla or a Porsche? I lean towards a Porsche. Uh, Let's look at Lego. Yeah, talking about flex. Here's something Lego can flex. (laughs) They have a new award. They are being recognised as one of Singapore's best employers this year. So they are in the Straits Times and there's a huge feature talking about how they approach employee welfare. And they now have a place in the top 10 of the Singapore's Best Employers 2023 list. So, I guess not a surprise, right? Lagos got that positive vibe going on. That's the thing. The brand is all about happiness. Yeah, it's building on its, uh, I guess, culture. And this is yet another recognition for Lego. That is fantastic. Any company that makes its employees happy gets an up in my book. Yeah, let me give you an example. Lego offers 26 weeks of paid parental leave for the primary caregiver for a kid and eight weeks of paid leave for the secondary caregiver and encourages parents to take their children to work, to meet the team. Which kid would not want to go to the Lego office, right? <laughs> and Lego wants that because the kid will go back with a lot of Lego products that mom or dad will have to buy. But to that point of uh, caregivers and leaves, I, I like that it's not differentiated by gender there. Yeah. It's primary caregiver and secondary caregiver. So dads could get 26 weeks, right? Uh, Fantastic for Lego. Also, it is building its first factory in the US and it's no small deal. This is actually going to cost 1 billion US dollars. Uh, Lego believes that this investment, first factory in the US, is going to help it win market share mm. over in the US. Kids love Lego. I love Lego today. Lots of happy employees in Singapore. I'm giving this an up. Yes, up for me. Okay, Ryan, let's bring the conversation uh, to Singaporean entry Keppel. All right, let's go to Capital. Mm-hmm. That's going to be an up for me because DBS Group Research has reinstated coverage on Capital with a buy call. Mm. A bullish target price of 830 and this is going to be up 40% from current levels. So it's all about Capital's 
what they call unique and unrivaled proposition as a global asset manager, as a developer, as well as an operator in real estate and green industrial space. Look at what that's done for Keppel's stock. It's rallied nearly 15% over the past month. Yes, Deb, uh, DBS has given Keppel a buy rating. That's an up for Keppel in my book too. Emperado. All right, Emperado has something to drink to. And this is with... Net profits for the year ending December 31st up 0.9%. So this is to the tune of over $242 million on the back of some strong showing in its whiskey segment. So that has seen the sale of high margin single malt whiskies do well in markets worldwide, especially in Europe, Asia and North America. I'll raise my glass to Emperado. Uh, profits at the Singapore-listed Filipino whiskey maker are up. Let's look at McDonald's. All right. I am looking at McDonald's and I am going to give it a thumbs down. Oh, really? So this is around the headlines that some students had to leave McDonald's without food after waiting for one and a half hours. Oh, no. And this really speaks to me because it happened to me before as well. No. And I went to McDonald's and I bought a typical you know, meal set. Yeah. And I had to wait more than hours and wondering, wow, things have really changed. I remember the days back when I was younger and everyone had to queue up and they would wait at a counter for the tray and things would be just handed over to you straight away or within the minute or so, right? Do you yeah. remember those days? And now you have to wait by the side for your number to be called up. There is a different operational, uh, I guess, arrangement. Wait a minute. It's supposed to be fast food. It is supposed to be fast food. But when I guess did this wait of an hour happen to you? Things um, about a few months ago. Gosh. And I stopped going back since uh, because I realized you now things have changed. Maybe grab and all deliveries may be clogging up and making a bottleneck. And maybe things are just made from scratch. I'm just imagining how things might be giving up uh, or speculating what might be the reasons. Maybe things are made from scratch and fresh in that sense. That's why it was not as fast as before. But remember those days they had this um, um, sand glass? Uh, Yeah. And I think that that is campaign. If they don't deliver your order by the time the sand runs out, they would give it to you for free. All right, they should bring the sand glass back. I really empathize with you. I can't imagine waiting an hour while hungry and smelling all that freshly made fries. That's just awful. But, um, you know, we like to give you a balanced view here on Market View. <laughs> uh, McDonald's facing more competition these days, certainly from Shake Shack. Uh, it is shaking up its recipes and promising softer buns, hotter Meltier cheese, I don't even know what that means, and a better sear, that I know. Uh, McDonald's also bringing back uh, a classic character, the Hamburglar, uh, to promote all the changes. I was thinking of giving uh, McDonald's an up, but after hearing Ryan's story of a dreadful weight, I'm going to give it a sideways yeah. for today. I, I think I'll continue my McDonald's rant. The fries have always changed. The, the <laughs> recipe for fries from childhood... It's very different from right now. Okay, I'll end my rent there. I think we can expect a McDonald's uh, media drop in the next couple of days for sure. Uh, what did you say about the fries? They're too skinny. Uh, it tastes different from what I've had in the US. And of course, um, back when I was growing up, it yeah. just tastes a bit... How would I describe it? What Thinner. happened to the crunch as the well? The crunch is yeah. a bit flat right now Yes, yeah, soggy. I know what you mean. Mm. I, I too like... Uh, 
crispy fries. All right, finally, today we, we move away from food and we move to the local brokerage, CGS CIMB. Um, apparently, many people have been impersonating CGS CIMB CEO in Telegram group <laughs> chats. Have you heard of this? Ah, uh, the brokerage had to put out a warning. Unfortunately. It's also filed a police report. Gosh, uh, unfortunate. But I think I've seen it going around in many forms as well. Other CEOs have also been victims. Really? So, scammers are just everywhere. Scammers. Uh, one day, Michelle, you could be next. Stop if not already it. On Instagram. <laughs> I think that is um, another popular... Um, platform that gets impersonators quite active. Oh no, it can't be good for CGS, CIMB, these scams. So so I'm going to give it a down just for today. All right. What about you? Um, down for me as well. Mm. It's not no stuff they need to deal with, another distraction. That's true. All right. Let's talk uh, about Singapore's economy. It's in the headlines. The latest export numbers are out and they are better than expected. Now, like many stats, of course, it's all about a matter of your perspective, right? If you're a sand glass, half empty type, you'll note that Singapore's non-oil domestic exports shrank for the sixth consecutive month. But if you're a glass, half full type, you'll note that the shrinkage was less than expected and that March was actually better than February. Ryan, what is your reading on the numbers? Yeah, it is right, quite mixed. So glass half full, empty. I am going with down, um, with the view of how things are not really out of the woods yet. So one of the markets that was a drag that um, drag on the Nordex numbers uh, actually was a foreign shipments to China down fourteen point one percent. And this is a bit worrying for me because we've been hearing about the reopening story. That hasn't really played out for the Chinese side of things when it comes to the Nordex equation. And when you look at some of the anecdotal um, reports that are coming through, ship shipping rates in China are down, container availability index in China also remains elevated. Mm. So on that front, the export picture is not picking up as fast as what some may be hoping for. So it may be a slow, patchy recovery when it comes to the Nodex numbers. Yeah. Meanwhile, if we look a little closer to the personal experience of these numbers, new home sales jumped in March as compared with February. People still buying, property market still hot. Nearly 500 new units were sold, while higher than February, the tally is still significantly lower than a year ago for some perspective. All right. All right, last word today is going to Netflix streaming television. The streaming giant reports earnings tomorrow, but it had a colossal embarrassment on its hands today. Do you watch Love is Blind? (laughs) I've seen the trailers before. Should I watch it? (laughs) You should because you'll be hooked. It's this crazy premise, right? People date sight unseen and agree to marry the person that they have dated without knowing what the person looks like. Commitment. I know, right? Uh, Unfortunately, those of us who have watched it, (laughs) we're looking forward to a live broadcast um, that's yesterday evening. Netflix had advertisers wall-to-wall, okay? This live reunion show for the current season. People were staying up to watch it. It's Netflix's second attempt at live programming following the Chris Rock stand-up special last month. You'll remember that. But this show didn't go as planned because minutes before airtime, Netflix tweeted the show would start 15 minutes later, an hour later, still no reunion gathering had aired. Uh, Before the night was over, Netflix gave up on the live podcast. It posted a recorded one instead. 
Yeah, what an anti-climax, right? Yeah, love is really blind. People didn't see a thing. <laughs> Catch the show uh, if you must. All right, thank you very much. Ryan Huang there. I'm Michelle Martin. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.